0: Hello, this is Ray from the band Bond and Bentley, and I'm Curioso. And you're listening to, coincidentally, the Curioso Podcast. Have a lovely day. When I was a young boy, I saw a movie that blew my mind and also helped bolster my love for science fiction. That film was Blade Runner. Among numerous religious and philosophical symbols in that film, the one that always vexed and confused me and many other people was the meaning of the origami. The unicorn that Detective Gaff places at Deckard's apartment whether that invokes a specific meaning to you or something more ambiguous, leaving more questions, that scene still holds a spot in my heart and my head that invokes imagination and dreams and wonder. A
1: Curioso is someone who inquires of esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge.
0: Curioso Podcast. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm
1: Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast Origami. 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 <laughs> Coming from the Japanese word, ori, mm-hmm. which means folding, mm-hmm. and kami, which means paper. Right. I don't, I, it, the reason why it changes from kami to gami is <laughs> some kind of grammatical thing that I don't understand because I don't speak Japanese. Yeah, next time we go, uh, we, we go eat Asian. You're you're ordering from the menu for me. Sweet, which you number actually, two? Yeah, which is what you actually <laughs> that's did. What you do. Yeah, that's what we do
0: actually do when when we go <laughs> yeah. places. So, so origami. What is it, Joe? Origami didn't originally start in Japan. It started in and around first, second century China. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's noted to be started by an emperor's servant who, I guess, did it spare time, or, you know, to amuse children, something. Just something he started to do. After the invention of paper. Right, well, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they had paper. Um, but still, very expensive, so the only person who had it laying around was an emperor. Mm-hmm. Rich people. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, so the emperor's servant, uh, his name was. I hope I'm pronouncing this right Tsai Lun again somewhere within first, second century by the sixth century it had spread to Japan and from there paper was still scarce and expensive and only the rich or powerful had it laying around to fold up to make arty things with and using it for not business and you know things that it was intended, intended for. They were using it just to squander, basically. So, but there were early uses for origami, like the samurai. They would give them. They would, they would give these gifts. And that weren't. These were used uh, to adorn presents. Yes. Yes. And they and were gifts. Very much like you can see it in some hotels where they'll they'll fold up your toilet paper or. Your your towel, washed towel in a fan. Mm-hmm. So imagine that wrapped around a piece of dried fish or a, a little, you know, uh, seaweed pack full of dried rice or something. Mm-hmm. And that little strip of uh, of nori, that the seaweed, they would fold that into some little intricate pattern or a flower or something. So that strip, you know, was the it's used, it's just like today
1: we use bows when we wrap presents and things like that. Exactly. So that was that was the that was the idea behind it, and that was one of the one of the like the the first uh, ways of it starting and spreading for people to become pop be popularized. Right.
0: Yeah. As gifts, and, th- and those gifts were called noshi. That was the the little present. That's what they called them. Even when people would keep those little wrappings, those wrappings after the fish had been eaten or whatever. Those little folds and wrappings it kind of became luck charms or good tokens or something that people would keep on their windowsills or around their neck or something, just as a remembrance of that present and the skill that was used to make it. And a really neat little uh, little symbol. Shinto noblemen would celebrate weddings with um, glasses of sake or rice wine that had origami folds that looked like like butterflies so they'd wrap these these ceramic glasses or mugs or something or you know bottles of wine with basically the same kind of thing either a parchment or nori or seaweed or something and they would wrap and fold and do all these things in the form of like butterflies it was like the the traditional thing at a wedding was butterflies Mm -hmm. butterflies symbolize change? Well, for for women, yes. Mm -hmm. For a married couple, it's like marital happiness. Good wishes to your marriage and, you know, hope your marriage lasts long and fruitful. So that was the symbolism for, for butterflies back then. Origami was introduced to Western Europe or Spain specifically in around 800 to 1100 AD by the Moors who used it for geometrical shapes and designs and planning doorways and building, you know, very mathematical, early mathematical designs.
1: Where, now where it actually came from Asia, mm-hmm. I found, I, most, uh, what I found like that it came through the Silk Road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the silk and, and things like that that came out of Asia that they were ascending west, origami came with it and paper making came with it. And that was one of the ways that it, that it made its way. It was from the trade routes the, through the oh, Silk yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was mainly where I found it. In fact, one of the, one of the, also one of the things that I found was that the earliest case of finding paper folding in Europe was a, uh, uh, it was a painting in 1490, was a picture of a small uh, folded boat. Huh. And it happened to be in a painting. So that was how they knew that it existed there, you uh-huh. know,
0: before you know, before the fifteen hundreds. So I can I can only imagine like you hear stories and read books about like early trade from, from Asia through Europe and the Silk Road and you know, you're, you're having spices and fruits and vegetables that have never been seen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, artwork and stories and strange clothing. But something so small and almost, you know, insignificant to... As folded, folded yeah, paper. Yeah, a piece of paper, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, the kids probably loved it because it was neat. And, you know, mm-hmm. so you can make little people or animals. You know, it was like, almost like an action figure. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a little paper action figure. Well, that's
1: one of the things, I, you know, and I, I hate to interject, and I know we're talking about the history, but one of my favorite things about origami right now is the fact that I have a precocious four-year-old, <laughs> and when you go to the doctor's office and you have nothing to do, like you're just sitting there, and you realize I have nothing to do for mm-hmm. the next forty-five minutes while I sit here with my kid, <laughs> you can grab one of those little sheets of paper that they're trying to sell you all kinds of drugs with terrible, uh, terrible uh, side, side effects. effects. Yeah, and you know, rip a little piece <laughs> off and and make a square, and then. You know, make some origami with your kid, and he has something to play with. Yeah, and that's one of the really cool things. And it's you know, you're you're being a super dad at that point. Oh yeah, and that's that's very cool. Oh, I've
0: I've I've used that tool countless times. That's that's what I'm saying. So I think that's really cool. So the the the, I hate to jump ahead, but since we're talking the kid thing, paper airplanes. Yeah, yeah, they are origami. That's right. Yeah, they are
1: paper folding. They are origami.
0: Use that next time with the kid. Yeah, right. That's that's like yeah, a, that's it. And you can hit the receptionist in the head with it. That'll head, be... butt, whatever. It, <laughs> it keeps them entertained. So origami was mostly a handed down thing, or word of mouth, or you know, someone would have a, a sketch of paper how they made this crane or this butterfly or whatever. And it was, it was
1: all oral history back then. Right.
0: I mean, and Which is funny because it's
1: actually about paper. You right. would, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean and, and there probably were small transcripts or little learning guide something. There there probably were a few of those here and there. Um, but the first book that was published uh, was published in seventeen ninety seven and it was called Hiden Sen Basuri Orikata. God, I hope that's right. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're doing all these pronunciations. Uh, and it just means the secret of the 1,000 cranes origami.
1: Now, that's that's one of the other things, since we're bringing up the 1,000 cranes. Mm-hmm. That is a myth in Japanese culture. Uh, the, it, it, the, the paper crane is one of the most classic figures in origami. Mm-hmm. The paper crane is actually called the what did, what did you say? The Orizu? Mm-hmm. Uh and a thousand cranes together is uh is the senbaruzu. And yeah, Good. this is terrible. I am butchering it's that awesome. and I apologize. Um and it is said that if you if you fold a thousand paper cranes mm-hmm. that you will be granted a wish. Right. Uh and that, that's one of like the themes that I've seen that's that's run through. So that being said, I don't know whether that myth was before the book or
0: after the book. Oh, there's uh, mythology is it has always been a huge, huge part of Asian culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crane alone—it it, multiple meanings: uh, long life, happiness, good luck, peace. So it, none of those things are bad. Mm-hmm. And well, that's
1: one of the other things that I saw about the the, the myth about the thousand cranes is that is that some people say that you have luck for the rest of your life, some Mm -hmm. people say that you have a long life, some people say that you're granted a wish.
0: But it's the same thing as saying a Yeti is smelly, or you hear them more than you see them. That's what a myth is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... It's It's an an urban legend. Right, right. So They take one little thing that... some basic things that they like or characteristics that are interesting, or something happens, uh, and then that just spreads and blooms into something wonderful or crazy or ridiculous and that's how those things are born so by 1900s uh origami spread to england and eventually the u.s and again it was it was more for thought as an art form skills something that you could entertain people or children or and i think eventually it started to be used more textile uses you know like uh folding napkins for restaurants, and more art, artistic decorative things for everyday use. People realized that folding a, a sheet of paper into an elaborate design was more eye appealing. It was more inviting. It wasn't just a piece of paper.
1: And, and it's, it's still used for gift boxes. Yeah. And, I mean, all, all kinds of things to, mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one figure that I found out through a lot of my research was a gentleman by the name of Yoshizawa he uh, he really did most of his work during the the 50s and the 60s right. and he was really the one that started a certain type of origami called wet folding yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was really like the the, 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 for, father. the father of that, yeah. the forerunner of that. It, it said that he sculpted or or folded 50,000 different pieces in his lifetime and never sold one of them. It was all didn't about he, his love, and he just worked odd jobs. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, he was. Didn't he sells soup
0: door to door. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, he did my, all
1: kinds of odd jobs and, and and cooked and did different things. Yeah. And paper folding was just his passion and his love. And uh, I think most of the people that are very passionate about origami today mm-hmm. are really his like disciples. I mean, they mm-hmm. they they really aspire. Hold true to that his that work,
0: yeah, original meaning that, yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, one thing also, while just while we're talking about it, some people are that I found are so passionate about origami. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> just like are complete. They, they they base, I mean, their whole lives around it. From uh-huh. from, you know. I, they, they. This is really like. They, apparently, there's conventions.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. conventions. There's origami a, conventions. If there's an, if there's a convention for accordion players out in Vegas. Because mm-hmm. there is. Yeah. You know, where thousands and thousands of people show up to play accordion. There's a convention for origami.
1: Yeah, I I just found that very interesting that 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 how many people are so passionate about it. It's not just a uh, and it's not just something to keep kids busy. It's mm-hmm. not just something, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's high art and low art all together. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, 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 it spans so many different things. And that's why we wanted to cover it. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, also it's, it's, it's got so, so many, so many roots and I don't even think we're going to get to all of them. Oh yeah. yeah but definitely. it has so many roots and, and, and it's so many roots. So many different types, mm-hmm. so many uh, contributions, mm-hmm. and I mean, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna cover a few of those uh, right, right. Wh- while we go along. So, are you ready to talk about the types? Sure, yeah, let's okay. get into the types. All right, well, the first type of origami, besides just plain normal origami, is mm-hmm. action origami. Yes, that's my favorite. Yeah, it has a like kung those. fu grip, so <laughs> and a life like hair, <laughs> but basically, uh, it's any kind of origami that you make. That you can pull or, 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 or push a piece with your, with your fingers mm-hmm. and it'll make it move. So, yeah, it's this a reactionary. is reactionary. Reaction, yeah. yeah. So, the crane that you can wiggle the tail mm-hmm. and it makes it flap its wings. And you were talking about the frog earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you press down on the frog's tail and
0: it shoots. And, and uh, what was it? What were they called? Cootie catchers. Those little uh, little finger things that you open up and there's like little stuff oh, or little yeah. boxes that you yeah, open. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah those things, that's a reactionary origami. Mm-hmm. Those things are, are the same thing. I remember that when yeah. I was a kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are, uh, those are action origami, mm-hmm. basically. Very, very cool. Uh,
1: and, well, I guess the next type that I found was, uh, well, you, you called it something different. Mm-hmm. I found it called modular origami and you said it was called?
0: Golden Venture. Origami, and that's that's the Chinese word for it, or the Chinese Good. phrasing for it. It's also uh-huh. three D origami. Yeah. So basically, what it is is multiple little origami pieces, mm-hmm. traditionally in like triangles or angular little pieces that are all folded in these little tiny little triangles, but they're able to intersect or conjoin together, interlock. Right. They mm-hmm. interlock together. To form a larger piece, um, so
1: you, you put them all together and it makes one giant sphere a or looks uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, different types of stars mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. I, it's it's it really neat stuff and it's all and from what I found most of the time all the pieces are identical. Yeah, and yeah. then when they link together, they create one
0: larger model or one larger piece of art. Right, it's like uh, using Legos. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about. A box full of you know those those little eight dotted Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. if you had you know a thousand of those and you um, had to make something out of those. it's it's the same thing. It's like when people take the. The gum wrappers mm-hmm. put them all together
1: and make the interlocking pieces and form a large chain. Yeah, I mean I've seen one at, at Ripley's, believe it or not, before. That's I don't even know how long, like a mile long. Right. So right. yeah, very 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 cool stuff. I would think that that would be modular origami or
0: right. Or right. Gold. I guess I guess the original, well, not the original, but from being one sheet of paper or one one piece of parchment making your your creation out of that so the gum wrapper that goes into like the gum wrappers goes into dollar bill origami Oh, you ever seen that yeah yeah with well, yeah. you take and make different things a ring or right and i guess because the the dimensions of the dollar bill makes it more difficult with certain certain things because you you know more square or more this or more whatever but i've seen dollars like american dollars yen yeah, pick, pick a currency, if and someone you can, has, has used has used it because you can yeah.
1: change because the dimensions are different. So mm-hmm. you can use it for different types of uh, right. uh, origami right. to make. That's, I've, that's I've seen cool that yeah.
0: done. People will also wet the the dollars and stuff, and and use the different methods. So you, they'll use wet origami, mm-hmm. and also dollar bill origami. It's kind of cool.
1: So that's, well, uh, since you're talking about the, the wet folding, that mm-hmm. was the, the next thing that I had to talk about. And that wet folding is uh, a type of origami where it produces more uh, gentle curves. Right. So you're you're, you're you're folding it, but you're also wetting it, uh, and, and it, it's more almost like sculpture. Yeah, Some of the yeah. things that I've seen, that I've seen a lot of... Um, I mean it really is. It's almost like sculpting the paper right. as well as, as doing the folding I and mean, you can change it to do different things. I've seen people do faces and little figures and things mm-hmm. like that. They, I mean they just look like little pewter figures except for yeah. they're, they're actually made out of origami. It's very very cool stuff. Right.
0: To use the analogy, uh, it's, it's like taking an 8-bit arcade game where the dude's a couple of blocks, you know, and has little block arms and then Nowadays, where it's PS3 and an Xbox and all the computer graphics, where everything has curves and angles and lines, it looks more realistic. Mm-hmm. There's character to it, and it's not just these angular shapes and which they're still beautiful, but it's so much more natural. It's looking. more realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So then, the the next thing that I found was uh, it's it's called Pure Land, origami. Pure land and this is the this is like this really only came about since the 1970s mm-hmm. a guy named John Smith he wrote a book and it and uh he was doing this pure land origami and this really simplified the it was really for like the inexperienced folders and the people with impaired motor skills mm-hmm. uh he got rid of all like the really complex processes of of doing origami so it was um it was way easier to do for people and it was more like so this is really more for like children right uh right. to teach them how to do this kind of thing and to build like hand-eye coordination exactly and yep yep and, yeah. and, and and like uh i even found at one point they uh, people were doing origami in and i mean in uh, kindergartens mm-hmm. like sometimes during the 1800s I, they mm-hmm. were talking about in germany well, it's great so, for,
0: for learning geometrical patterns and that's shapes. That's what I'm saying. It's, and, it's,
1: and that's the one thing that I wanted to talk about. It's, it's trying to explain everything in origami is like trying to explain all of geometry to you <laughs> in one podcast. And it is not going to happen. We're going to right. get as much... To you as possible, but I, we're not going to be able to get everything. But, and I'm horrible at math. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> but uh, but th- that's basically the origami that we really know today. Is is this pure land origami? That's right. that's what we're really practicing.
0: Where it's broken down to to its vectors simplest. and and yeah. lines and and how how they all intersect with each other and how you can fold it into this shape. It's not. We, there, there's still trial and error. There there are groups out there who They'll take a piece of paper and crumple it up and mess it up and do all this stuff and then almost freehand, like like jazz, you know, where they're just like going crazy with this piece of paper, still sticking to the rules with no cutting, no ripping, no glue, and they come up with these amazing pieces of artwork. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're defying the, the, the more, what is it, pure land? Mm-hmm. Pure land, the, yeah. the pure land thought or the scientific thought somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. But they have kind of a a foot in this this world and a foot in this world, and they're making something completely different. Out of one, out of a plane. Right, right.
1: A plane piece of paper. It's just one plane that you're folding up and Mm -hmm. changing. I I just think that's really cool. Like, that's just about the mathematics. You have one plane that you can change and maneuver. And I don't even know if we can get to the mathematical, technical (laughs) side, but... I've I've read a little bit about it and it really blew my mind. But right. but that's that's basically what origami is and its yeah. history. Yeah. So there there's a few things that I found that are not considered origami and okay. the first thing is kirigami. Okay. Kirigami is not paper folding mm-hmm. but is actually paper cutting. So okay. it's not within the rules. Now, one of the things that I found out is that Way way back before uh, you were talking about in the 1700s, where the book was written, mm-hmm. people did actually used to cut mm-hmm. the origami pieces to shape them a little bit better, so they would be a little bit more looking like the crane. So they would cut out eye pieces and stuff like that. And then when the book came out, uh, the a Thousand Cranes book mm-hmm. during the 1700s, it didn't have any of that in there. Okay. So people just stopped doing it. It just dropped. Ah. It just dropped off. But. Um, Kirigami is actually paper cutting. So if you ever see the cartoon where the guy cuts out all the little the little guys yeah, the little in a dudes. piece of paper and then pulls it out, yeah, and yeah, it, they're yeah. all holding hands, or the snowflakes the snow where you flakes. fold it over a few times and cut it out, open it up, and it's a big snowflake. That's what kirigami is. Okay, so it's and half, half paper folding, half the art of knowing where to cut. Of paper cutting. Right. And uh, tying this back to our Sideshows episode, mm-hmm. there were a few people that um, I found that actually would do kirigami mm-hmm. for sideshows and would do that huh. for the children kinda of like a Punch and Judy show oh, but okay. they would yeah, yeah, actually yeah. do kirigami for the children and, and, and while they would entertain the children so the adults could go in and see the show and the freak mm-hmm. show yeah, and yeah. you would have you know the, the, the person do a kirigami entertaining them outside mm-hmm. and I found one instance of, uh, of a gentleman who had uh, no arms, mm-hmm. and cut the paper with his toes, wow. and and entertain people that way. And that was just one of his things of showing. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, Sorry yeah. to sideline. I always cool. have to bring it back to sideshow if I can.
0: What those, uh, the old uh, magician tricks with the with the, the deck of cards mm-hmm. that are actually just a big long fold of deck, cards, yeah. and you can just
1: flip and yeah. flip it out. That's origami. Fold just falls right down. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Another thing that I found out with paper cutting that I just kind of wanted to mention because we are probably not going to talk about paper again for a long, long time. <laughs> I
0: don't want to. Uh, yeah,
1: but um, <laughs> silhouette cutting. Ah. It's just its just kind of like a branch off of kirigami. Mm-hmm. Uh, silhouette cutting was very popular from 1500 to about 1860. And <laughs> the reason why it dipped in popularity in 1860 was that was really where... Uh, photography started becoming extremely mm-hmm. popular. So basically, what silhouette cutting is? It, they either call it shade or shadow portraiting. Yes, and, yes. And it's basically cutting out someone's uh, profile, mm-hmm. their silhouette, and uh, and then you usually take and out you, it in black, and yeah, then you put yeah. it on a white background. Yeah, you mat it on, and on, it pops.
0: And, yeah, and you, you see those in in. Some old-timey soda shops. A cameo. A, can- a cameo yeah, looks exactly. exactly the same thing. So if you took the the detail off of a cameo, mm-hmm. that's basically what the it would The silhouette be. exactly. Right
1: now, it, it actually comes from uh, a French finance minister. Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. This is terrible. Do it. Okay. Etienne de silhouette. And uh, he actually cut the profiles in a spare time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was not very popular for his tax policies. Oh. So, of course, as a joke, because he cut and he also cut, uh-huh. uh, they, uh, they named anything cheap after his last name, Silhouette. So, uh-huh. they named these cheap cutouts. Uh-huh. Um, they were cheap as compared to a painted portrait oh, of someone. gotcha so they named them silhouettes, silhouettes. as a as a, a ribbing joke to him wow um wow. but yeah so basically you know it died out during the 1800s because mm-hmm. of, of photography so i just thought that was a really neat side branch i mean it was uh and, and that's another thing too with silhouettes mm-hmm. is uh, you 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 could even see today um, street performers mm-hmm. who who will do that instead of doing a character, they'll yeah. do silhouette cutouts
0: yeah. uh, and you know and sell them to to patrons as yeah. well. I mean, I, so I remember doing that in I think it was an elementary school. Mm-hmm. You know, the the teacher would make us stand against the wall, shine a light on us, well, and then we would have to trace our our yeah. You know, that's our not profile. how they
1: not how they did them originally. They would actually hold the paper up and mm-hmm. cut it properly and it took a very steady hand Right until right. the invention of the electric light mm-hmm. where they were able to do that right. and then um, the art form actually got watered down mm-hmm. because uh, and, and people that used to do this would make lots and lots of money yeah. being artists that would do it that were very very good at it mm-hmm. um, until the uh, invention of the electric light and you know it, it became very very easy to do exactly what you're talking about where right? You cut right. it out on the wall. So, um, mm-hmm. so back to origami. That is origami, <laughs> but yes. Well, it's, uh, I it's don't a, know. It's, it's, a, it's a branch of... I, I think it's something that origami, I think it's different. It's something that origami is not, just like kirigami. Yes. It is not origami. It is something related, which is why I wanted to throw it in yeah, yeah, and, and talk about it. So my act, the Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso.
0: Now, all dangers considered, a moment with Dangerous D.
1: Origandy. It's, it's got a Italian cheese spread, right? Well, um... Either way, I don't have the time, the patience, or enough paper. But I heard from a small, friendly Asian, if you fold 1,000 purple cranes, all of your wishes will come true. Start folding, Gamby heads. (sighs) So specifically for this podcast, I just want to let you know that I have folded up an <laughs> origami crane. Yes, you did. And uh, I will make sure that that goes in the show notes mm-hmm. because it is terrible looking. Oh, it's a pretty crane. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> so the, the next thing that I want to talk about is origami and its contributions to and advancements to science, medicine, and design. Mm-hmm. So, did you have some design aspects you wanted to talk about? Uh,
0: yeah, there's. Take IKEA. Okay, you go into. Take IKEA, please. <laughs> you go into the the lighting section, mm-hmm. and you are bound to see those lampshades that are in essence origami forms you know the the ones that um wrap around the the bulb and these crazy weird patterns and if you take them off and squish them they'll fold right together fold flat yeah and then you pull them apart and they spring like the those um what are those those little plastic cubie ball things that are all intricate little sticks Mm-hmm. And you pull them apart, and they spring open and fold back down together. Yeah, that comes from origami design. Yeah, all yeah. of that, all of
1: those things. So some of the cool things that I have have found that really have advanced, uh, I, I guess, design and science mm-hmm. is uh, uh, airbags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the folding of airbags mm-hmm. actually comes from origami design and be, being able to... Fold it into such a small area to be able to put it inside of mm-hmm. your your steering wheel your steering column and and once it gets filled with uh, the air the mm-hmm. projectile uh, the way it explodes and unfolds that's all that's origami yeah. and it comes yeah. from origami yeah I, that's I mean that is amazing to me
0: same thing with parachutes mm-hmm. with satellites oh that with-
1: was that was one of the cool things that I found. Uh, about the satellites, that is uh, the. Oh, jeez, another pronunciation here. <laughs> Miruva? Uh, he, uh, it's called the Miura Fold. Kyo mm-hmm. uh, uh, Miura? He was a, a Japanese astrophysicist mm. that was into, that, stop laughing at my pronunciation, <laughs> that, was into, uh, that was into origami and it's, uh, it's talk, it talks about rigid origami which is um, a, a flat sheet of paper in the way that it's folded like it's hinges uh-huh. and that was used on solar panels and solar arrays to be mm-hmm. able to have them when they shoot up into space. To be able to unfold right. in a way where they can fold back up, so they yeah. can come back into our atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that that's that's amazing that yeah. they can unfold and 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 be able to come become a flat sheet of yeah. paper. Yeah.
0: And the, those things are used. You know, they've been using those since the the '60s. You know, mm-hmm. how to fold this piece of nylon or aluminum, some crazy polymer into this small, tiny little package and then to expel and open up properly without getting caught on something or itself in space. Uh, But not only are we talking about in
1: space in these huge giant satellites, but uh, stent folding. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the stent for coronary arteries. They found that uh, they used origami design so that they can slide, they have have, um, minimal invasive surgery Mm -hmm. so that they could slide these tiny stents into your your arteries right. and then the way they unfold into uh, basically a tube. Mm-hmm. and they, they used origami uh, design for that,
0: right Almost like an accordion.
1: exactly. Yeah. So it unfolds and it becomes a uh, you know a stent, right, uh, right. I, I mean that's medicine. I mean and they've used these designs to be able to figure that out
0: mm-hmm. And they were I, I was watching uh, a documentary.
1: Oh, yeah, the documentary. We definitely have to mention that. It's called Between the Folds. Right. And it's uh, basically like a history of of origami and it talks about uh, a a lot of the things that we're talking about Mm -hmm. today and we'll make sure that that's also on the show notes. Yeah.
0: There was a little segment where they were talking about the possibility of origami theory and design helping to cure some diseases.
1: Pro- proteins right. and the, right. the fact that your proteins fold mm-hmm. and can fold in different ways. So if it folds this one certain way, and gives you it'll this give result. you Alzheimer's. Right. But they can have a protein fold in a different way exactly. and it could combat that because it attaches to it and, and makes it null. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that origami can be used in science like that right. and the theory of it to fold your proteins in a certain way that possibly in 10 15 years mm-hmm. we could eradicate uh, these kind of diseases yeah yeah that that right there is the reason why we're discussing origami mm-hmm. that is that that is amazing oh, that yeah. you you could you could feasibly coming from a what a 20,000 year old mm-hmm. art yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, nineteen, twenty thousand year old art mm-hmm. that you could take that and fix people's diseases. Right,
0: right. That that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, but it, you have to understand that it, it's in nature. You know, if you ever seen um, a butterfly or a moth come out of its cocoon, the wings are folded up and these little tiny, almost looks like like wet origami. You know they're folded up in these little tiny nubs, these you know little little fistules. and slowly, through patience and time, they they unfold and create these gorgeous, amazing wings that you know, in a few hours, they can hop off and fly. So it, it's everywhere. the the ability to take a piece of paper or a wing, a plane. yes, a, a single plane of something and fold it into these intricate or you know, seemingly random things and unfold it back out to be that plane again.
1: It's to create art, to create science, mm-hmm. to create geometry. Yeah. Uh, these are all reasons why we chose origami to speak about it. So that, that is origami. Yeah.
0: Mind-boggling, beautiful, interesting.
1: All in one. Well, I'm going to head out and finish folding up my other 999 cranes. (laughs) And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us. Feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook facebook.com backslash podcast. We tweet at... Curioso Podcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.
0: Yeah, well, I I don't have anything until the seventeenth century. So <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay.